Okay, and uh, welcome to Fast Jet Performance, maximizing your potential. Uh, my name's Tim Davies. Uh, I started this site really just to try and get um, the performance aspects of what we do, teaching people to fly military fast aircraft out there to other people that might be interested. The first blog post that I've put up today then is uh, called Some Important Things to Know About Fast Jet Pilots Before We Start Talking About Performance. It's only 10 minutes. I'm going to read it out so that it can be a podcast as well and you can take it away with you and you can use it if you go for a run or play it in the car. Um, it's very easy to download. You can either play it straight from the site here or you can right click on the on the button at the very bottom of this um, article uh, which says download podcast FJP1. So, Okay, some important things to know about fast jet pilots before we start talking about performance. Um, I've been a UK based fast jet pilot since the early 2000s having joined the military in 1998. I've flown fast jets for all of my career and I've never had a ground tour and that's when you have to fly a desk for three years which isn't much fun. I currently teach instructors and students to use the British Aerospace Hawk T2 as a weapon system in the applied phase of their training. I realised some time ago that there were many things that we were teaching young pilots that were applicable to many other professions. After all, high performance is high performance whether you're at 20,000 feet or attempting to climb to the top of your career. Before I post about performance, it makes sense to talk about exactly what a fast jet pilot is. In 1983, US Naval Flight Surgeon Frank Dully wrote a paper entitled The Lifestyle Keys to Flight Deck Performance of the Naval Aviator, Another Window. The paper represents uh, Dully's views on the coping mechanisms that the Naval Aviator brings to his occupation. What is so interesting about this paper is that it highlights the attributes of a fast jet pilot and makes uncomfortable reading for those it describes. A fast ship pilot is normally male, in fact only 11% of the RAF is female, the highest number of all of the UK armed forces. How many fast jet pilots are currently women? I can count about 8 out of approximately 160 active pilots that I know of. The Premiership has 220 players this year, so it is true that there are less fast jet pilots in the UK than Premiership footballers. The Royal Navy also has fast jet pilots, but a small number in comparison to the RAF, and most of those are flying the F-18 Hornet with the US Navy, awaiting the introduction of the F-35 to the UK. To qualify as a fast jet pilot, it takes four years of training and 300 hours worth of flying on various aircraft. This can cost up to four million pounds per pilot. Fast jet pilots are mission orientated compartmentalizers who lack emotional sensitivities. As Frank Dully states in his paper, fast jet pilots are mission orientated compartmentalizers who lack emotional sensitivities that are normally found in the general population at large. Well, what does that mean? Pilots are very good at concentrating on one thing at a time, without being distracted by external issues. When they fly, they are able to leave the problems on the ground and concentrate solely on the task at hand. Dully also states that pilots' male-female interface is characterised by emotional distance. Pilots marry controllers. Their partners, just like them, are the eldest son or daughter, or, if this is not the case, then they are the controlling sibling. Pilots do not want a weak spouse as they are represented by their partner and expect them to be strong in public. They surround themselves with other controllers as they know that they can trust them as they are similar to them. Pilots have few friends and get their social validation from other pilots they work with. It's the only validation that really matters to a pilot. A flying squadron can be a tough place to be, especially if you are not good at banter and are unable to make fun of yourself. Banter is a thing that pilots use to keep other pilots in check. A squadron is a place full of egos and your social standing is decided by one of four things. Rank, seniority, which is age or flight hours, ability in the air and personality. Banter is taking the mickey out of people. It lightens the mood, but to an outsider it can appear as exceptionally harsh. 
Fast jet pilots must be the ones in control. They are systematic and methodical. They shave and shower the same way each morning and night and don't ever change the way that they do it because they prove it works. They can be infuriating to live with because they have an uncompromising stance on even the smallest of issues and rarely go and see a doctor. They are pilots. They believe they can work it out for themselves what is wrong. If you tell a pilot about a problem you are having, they'll attempt to give you the answer, even if you haven't asked for it. In a marriage, this can prove disastrous, especially if the spouse invariably wants to just vent after a hard day. The problem is compounded by the fact that a pilot will only tell their spouse about any issue they are having. They won't tell their boss, doctor, colleagues, as they don't want to appear weak or not in control. They do look for affirmation from others that they work with. Praise from another pilot is the highest form of praise, but very, very rare. Normally the praise comes in the form of promotion, medals, or course workups as they become more senior. If you give a pilot a pen, they will take it apart. Pilots have inquisitive minds. The understanding of the workings of a pen or the reasoning of a decision by higher authority is very necessary to a pilot. Pilots are all maverick, even the quiet ones are still rebellious. They are passionate risk takers who don't like authority but retolerate it because it allows them to fly and the cockpit is what defines them. They believe that if you aren't a pilot then you don't get a vote. It's like them saying, you don't know man, you weren't there. This applies equally when referring to an air combat sortie as it does to a night out in Las Vegas. Mention the witch doctor cocktail and all pilots will shudder. We've all made that mistake. It gets worse for fast jet pilots because they see themselves as above all other pilots, which, due to the selection process, they are. Even in the land of the fast jet pilot there is a hierarchy. The single seat pilot used to be above all others. Harrow pilots were notorious for having huge egos, followed by Jaguar pilots. Fighter pilots from the Tornado F3 also seem to love themselves. The single seat F-16 and F-15 community in the US are always claiming to have better pilots. It has changed somewhat in the UK as the Typhoon is easier to fly than the Tornado GL4, but the Typhoon is a single seat aircraft which can be more demanding in certain environments. I once knew a fast jet pilot who was sent to learn to be a test pilot at Edwards Air Force Base in the USA, the home of test flying. This guy was a single seat pilot who was obviously quite fond of himself and once found himself at a black tie dinner sat next to an older guy who also used to be a pilot. My friend spent the evening talking about himself and how good he must be as so few British pilots get chosen to train in the States. It was only the following morning that someone asked him how his evening with Neil Armstrong had gone. He hadn't even asked his dinner guest's name. To be honest, this is a common story with fast jet pilots. They are most comfortable in talking about themselves. Pilots deal with facts and find it hard to accommodate inaccuracies. When my wife told me that if the builders moved the fence three foot closer to the kitchen window, then she'd be unable to see the trees in the next field. I got out the calculator and drew the trigonometry on a whiteboard to show how wrong a mental calculation actually was. My wife has since informed me that this was exactly the wrong thing to do. For a fast jet pilot, every day is potentially the last day of their career. If you make a mistake flying fast jets, it can kill people. And believe me, it happens very quickly. Which is why we place so much trust in each other. Individual integrity fosters trust within teams and that is what makes flying fast jets with other people safe. But a mistake airborne opens yourself up to questioning and no more than from yourself. Self-analysis is a constant for any pilot, whether in an airliner, glider, light aircraft, rotary or jet. We all evaluate our performance and it can and does cause sleepless nights. The thought of letting ourselves down is nothing in comparison to the thought of letting the team down. It is said that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And for a pilot, that is other pilots. If you let them down, you may as well leave the squadron. There is no place for you. That is why, when you are ill, your squadron mates will tell you to go home. 
you were underperforming the moment you walked into the building. They don't want you with them today, you are a liability. Just go home and suffer daytime TV. Lastly, we are extremely predictable. We like routine and lack spontaneity. So how fast jet pilots high performing individuals who are able to excel in highly dynamic environments until we slip the surly bonds of earth again, fly safe.